Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, this is Colin Reed with Project Spurs, and today I wanted to analyze the end of the schedule for both the Spurs and the Pelicans. So as it stands right now, the Pelicans are a game and a half behind the Spurs, and the Spurs hold the tiebreaker over the Pelicans. They won the season series two to one. So a tie would mean that the Spurs would get into the play-in. So the, the Pelicans have to go from one and a half game down to at least one game up. So that means they have a two and a half game gap to make over the Spurs if the Spurs were to be eliminated from the play-in. And the Spurs have seven games left and the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans have six games left. So let's look at each of these games for both teams and see how likely it is that the Spurs fall those two and a half games back and fall out of the plan. So first with the Spurs schedule, they have a game um, on May 7th, which will probably be the day that this releases or the day after this releases against the Sacramento Kings, a game the next day against the Portland Trailblazers, then two days later against the Milwaukee Bucks, one on Wednesday of next week against the Brooklyn Nets, then a game the next day against the New York Knicks, then a back-to-back to end the season on Saturday and Sunday of next week against the Phoenix Suns. So just taking quick stock of these games, this is a pretty difficult end to the schedule for the Spurs. That game against the Kings is probably as close to a must-win as you can get because it's maybe the only quote-unquote gimme on the schedule left. The Trailblazers have been playing well lately, and the Bucks and Nets still have things to play for, while the Knicks have a difficult remaining schedule and will probably want home court for the playoffs. The Suns also could still be in the race for the first seed with the Utah Jazz, and two wins over the Spurs might help lock them in that position. So as we're sitting right now, none of the teams with anything to compete for are really in a place where they would want to be resting players, um, at least not right now. They might get to that point by the time that the Spurs play them, but it, it is looking like it'll be a competitive end of the season for all these teams, even though they're playing teams with high playoff seeding. Because, for instance... The Trailblazers will want to get out of that seventh seed so that they do not have to go into the play-in. The Bucks and the Nets are competing for second seed in the East, which can determine who will have home court advantage if they play each other in the second round. The Nets, I just saw this news. James Harden is hoping to come back before the end of the season, so the Spurs next Wednesday might be playing a full-strength Brooklyn Nets team, or at least all three of their stars. Again, the Knicks, if they can hold on to fourth— in the East, they will have home court advantage, which I'm sure they would love for a lot of reasons. And the Phoenix Suns could, after missing the playoffs since 2010, capture the first seed in the West. And I'm sure they're not going to take their foot off the gas and try to get there. So the Spurs have six difficult games coming up, three of them being back-to-backs between now and the end of the season. So at first, giving up a two-and-a-half game lead over seven games sounds difficult, 
but the Spurs actually have a schedule that might make it a reality. So let's take a break from the Spurs for a second and look over at the Pelican schedule. So the Pelicans on Friday, May 7th, play the Philadelphia 76ers. Then they play the Charlotte Hornets. Then they play the Memphis Grizzlies on a second night of a back-to-back. That's Sunday and Monday. Then on Wednesday, they'll play the Dallas Mavericks. The next Friday, they'll play the Golden State Warriors. And then next Sunday, they will play the Los Angeles Lakers to end their season. Now, one thing that the Spurs do have going for them is those are all pretty difficult games, too. The 76ers will be trying to lock in their number one seed or maybe just get the number one seed or you know that that one and two in the east is also kind of up for grabs so so i think that the the 76ers very well could be competing for that number one seed trying to get away with it lock it up or if they fall out of that try to keep the second seed for home court in the second round the hornets would like to make a strong push after getting Lamelo ball back the grizzlies would love to keep the eighth seed they probably cannot get out of the play in race but if they can stay in eighth their chance of moving on to the playoffs is much higher and then the mavericks just the mavericks and the lakers actually just like the portland trailblazers are in that race for fifth sixth and seventh and getting into that fifth or sixth is very very important the warriors also will be competing with the grizzlies for that eighth seed and whoever gets the eighth seed will have a much easier time making it to the playoffs out of the play-in bracket so all of these teams have something to compete for which is helpful for the spurs now the one downside here is i do believe that the suns will be competing in their last two games of the regular season the one exception is if the the suns can lock up the one seed before next saturday then the spurs could get two easy games to end the year or if a Suns win next saturday locks them into the first seed then the last game of the season for the spurs could be an easier game that's kind of the one scenario here and if you look over at the pelicans the thing that would change that as well is if the grizzlies kind of lock into the eighth seed then the warriors wouldn't have a whole lot to fight for and if the lakers kind of guaranteed that they're going to get the seventh seed or guaranteed that they're not going to get the seventh seed by the last game of the regular season they might not have a lot to play for either so both of these teams have difficult schedules and let's go through and analyze them just a bit So home court actually hasn't been very kind to the Spurs this year. So it might be good given that four of these next seven games are on the road. Their game in Sacramento is certainly a winnable game, but their game against the Trailblazers the next night could be tough. They've had trouble with the back-to-backs all season long. Their home game against the Bucks, you would certainly expect that to be a difficult game for the Spurs to win. If James Harden does come back next Wednesday for the Nets, then the Spurs actually might have a chance because sometimes incorporating a star player back into your lineup um, can disrupt some of the on-court chemistry for a couple games. And so that could give the Spurs an opportunity to steal a win. And then same with the Knicks. That is also the the second night of a back-to-back. So you kind of almost factor in that that would be a difficult game for them to win. Then the two games against the Suns, if the Suns are going full strength, the best that the Spurs could do, in my opinion, is steal one of those games. Uh, And it would probably be the first night of the back-to-back, unless the Suns do lock up that first seed, in which case they might be resting everyone. And if they can do that before next weekend, the Spurs might be able to steal both wins. And if they could do that, they certainly would be able to keep 
uh, the 10th seed, almost certainly. For the Pelicans, they're playing the 76ers at home. And the 76ers are a strong home court team. They have been for quite a while. Also, they're playing the Grizzlies, the Hornets, the Mavericks, and the Warriors all on the road. The only home game they have left is against the Lakers. And as more and more fans come into arenas, these home and away games do matter more and more, especially when you consider travel. So that game on Monday against the Grizzlies, you would probably favor the Grizzlies just because that is the second night of a back-to-back where the Grizzlies are at home and the Pelicans had to travel to get there. The Warriors won their first game of this week against the Pelicans and then lost the next night. So you can imagine that they will be trying to, again, lock up the eighth seed and also kind of win the season series against the Pelicans. So the Pelicans have a pretty difficult schedule to end the way too. And I honestly would imagine that if either team win has a winning record for the rest of the year, that'd be the difference here because both of these teams have incredibly difficult schedules. And it might just be kind of a who has the less bad losing streak to end the season. Both of these teams are set up for a difficult skid. So what does it mean to give up a two and a half game lead with this much time left? So the Spurs have one more game remaining. So let's say the Spurs beat the Kings. Then the Pelicans would need to win three more games than the Spurs. So let's do a little bit of algebra here. Let's say that the number of games the Spurs wins the rest of the year is in, in number of games. The Pelicans would need to win in plus three games to knock the Spurs out. So if the Spurs beat the Kings and then just win one more game the rest of the year, the Pelicans would have to win four of their next six games, and it's a fairly difficult schedule. So... While the Spurs' position looks pretty bad right now, they would only need to win two of their next seven games to be in a fairly good position to still make the play-in. Now, they'll almost certainly be the 10th seed if that happens, but quite frankly, whether the Spurs get the 9th seed or the 10th seed, it'd be difficult for them to make it out of the play-in. It would be cool, though, for them to make the play-in to give their younger players more experience in a playoff-like setting. And when in a one-game series, you never know what could happen. The young guys could get hot. DeMar DeRozan could be playing well. And now all of a sudden, you've made it into the playoffs in a season where you've kind of had some up and down time. And it's a, it's a seven-game series. You know, Whoever they'd be playing, they'd be majorly underdogs in that series. But just the experience for the younger players... The ability for DeMar DeRozan to lead the Spurs, who have been historically this playoff team, back to the playoffs after they missed a year, all of that would be great. So really, if the Spurs win just two games, the Pelicans would have to go four and six in this difficult schedule. If they can somehow win three games, if they beat the Kings and then win two of their last six games, any two of them, the Pelicans would have to win five of their last six games. And if the Spurs beat the Kings and win three of these games, somehow they steal three of these games, they look difficult, the Pelicans would have to win all of their remaining games. Now, if the Spurs lose to the Kings tomorrow, then it gets a lot more difficult because each of the Spurs' remaining games after that are against difficult opponents who might have something to play for. And the Pelicans... If the Spurs lost out, which sounds crazy, but they have a schedule where if they lose 
to the Kings, they might just do. If the Spurs lose out, the Pelicans would have to win three of their next six games. Looking at their schedule, that's not guaranteed either. So the Spurs could lose out and still make the play-in. And actually, let me correct myself there. That's not true. If the Spurs lose to the Kings, the Pelicans would only have to win in plus two of their remaining games, where in is the number of games the Spurs win. So let's say the Spurs lose to the Kings, and they win one of their remaining six games. The Pelicans would need to win three of their remaining games. If the Spurs lose out, they lose all seven games, they lose the, or they end the season on a 12-game losing streak, that would be terrible. The Pelicans would only need to win two games to overtake them. Um, and again, if you look at their schedule, that actually might be tough. It might be tough for the Pelicans to win two of their last six games because they're against uh, actually high-level opponents. So the Spurs are actually in a really good position to make the play-in, but their game against the Kings will really go a long way to determining whether or not they make it in. So Friday has two huge games for the Spurs. If the Spurs win their game against the Sacramento Kings and the Pelicans lose their game, the Spurs would definitely be in the driver's seat for that 10th seed. They would at that point uh, need to fall three and a half games back to lose out of the 10th seed and fall to 11th. So even though the Spurs are currently on a five-game losing streak and the gap between them and the Pelicans has shortened, they still have a very high chance of keeping the 10th seed and competing in the play-in. So with Project Spurs, this has been Colin Reed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.